Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Table Manners for our very special Christmas episode. We are going to try and bring as much Christmas cheer as possible, but I know it's been quite a hefty couple of weeks. Mum? Yes, darling, I'm right here. Oh, why is she looking at? I was just looking at something to play for you, darling, to make you feel happy. What are you going to play me? Well, I'm just going to play. Wow, Mum, you're getting really pro. You know, you're bringing content to the table for... Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Stop you with the lisp. It's killing me. It's Feliz because oh that is a I know, I know, but you're not Spanish, and so you sound Darling. like you've got a lisp. Okay. Feliz. They had it on in the nail bar yesterday. What a miss you. Merry Christmas. No, they had some on the nail bar where I got Rudolph Red on my nails, darling. I got decadence. Um, not that it's going to be particularly decadent Decadence, this year. no, we're not having um, any decadence. Thank you for that beautiful intro. Uh, yes, it is nearly Christmas. So just to help you get through the next lockdown, the next Christmas. Darling, yeah. do you think I have bought everyone Twister to play with your in-laws? <laughs> do you think we'll, that will be it's breaching COVID, COVID rules? Ask Sean Bailey, Mum, I don't know. Oh, I'll ask Sean Bailey whether they play Twister. So for this episode, we have returning guests. Still, only people that have been only able to do it on Zoom, which is really sad. But they're absolute Christmas crackers. We've got Grimmy, Nick Grimshaw, and we have Joe Lysett. That's going to cheer us both up and should cheer everybody up. It feels like, you know, we started the Zoom podcasts with Grimmy. And hopefully this will be the end of them with Grimmy. So it's actually us kind of tempting fate that maybe we will break the COVID Zoom cycle by having Grimmy back on. So Grimmy's coming on. And then also we have Joe Lysett, who we also spoke in lockdown, but has loads of stuff going on on the telly. So we'll chat to him. And we also are including a lot of you. We had an overwhelming number of listeners that sent in messages, voice notes, emails. You are brilliant and we love you. We gave you 12 hours to come up with Christmas traditions, recipes, stories, and we were overwhelmed by the amount of messages and voice notes you sent. Thank you so much. You are amazing. Um, And we will be uh, featuring some of them in the episode. And so before Joe and Nick come on to wish you all a Merry Christmas, let's play one of the voice notes. Hi, Jesse and Lenny. Merry Christmas. My name is Alice. I'm a massive fan of your podcast. Me and my mum listen to it weekly. Um, we live quite far away from each other, so it's how we bond. But we have been talking about Christmas this year massively. It's the first time we would have all been together um, in three years. So everything is revolving around food. One of our favourite Christmas traditions is having champagne in the morning with crustades. So these are these little, um, they're called Rams crustades and they are like a Swedish pastry cup. And we fill that with like egg and bacon, scrambled egg and bacon, and then uh, like a prawn cocktail, smoked salmon and cream cheese. And, And we always have them as like a little breakfast nibble with champagne before we go on to heavier things in the afternoon, like wine and cocktails and uh, beef wellington. So yeah, just a little Christmas treat. You should definitely try them. They are delicious and we always end up filling up on them before we get to the main course. 
Merry Christmas. Thank you. Bye. Oh, Alice. Alice, I like your style. Also, I love the idea that Lenny has united mother and daughter through the beauty of table manners. They will a wonderful relationship. They now have a a communicative, restorative relationship. Making out that they weren't speaking before, but I love this. I've got an Ocado order coming on Sunday. I'm just going to see if we can get them. Hold on, cross stars. Yeah. Hold on. I think I could make some, darling, oh, if you need piss to. piss off, Mum. You're not a pastry. Obvious. I can tell you now, Ocado don't stock them, but Waitrose do. So I'm a bit I'll sad that that darling, union get... is no longer. Darling, I'll get um, some. I'm going to do that. So she said she did it with prawn cocktail. Egg and bacon. Egg and bacon, lovely. Oh, little. I, I really like the idea of this. Yeah. So what we usually start our day with is... Smoked well, we, salmon, No, but we usually eggs. get bagels. So I may get some bagels from either, um, what's it? I'm either going to get them from Rinkoff's or Panzer's. Yeah, Rinkoff's or Panzer's, get some bagels So in. may get bagels. But have I you like got a new freezer that. in your Mum, kitchen? Mum, I have. When I say I may, I'm going to get my kitchen in like two days, I've got this order, which is, I could cook for the whole street this year with my order. So um, How big's your fridge, darling? It's massive, Is it Mum. an American it's obnoxious. fridge? It's, it's obnoxious, yeah. And when you open the door, you can see the whole things in your yeah. freezer. I mean, it's, it's a sight. Are you going to be organised, darling? No. But okay. anyway, you'll be lucky because it'll be the first week that I have my kitchen, so it'll be really organised. And I've got stainless steel tops because I think that I'm Nigella in the 90s. Anyway, so I love the idea of crustards. That sounds gorgeous. Um, what we usually do is smoke salmon on bread with lots of pepper and uh, lemon. And blinis. I've ordered blinis, but they are a bit of a faff. No, they're not. You just put a bit of creme fraiche with horseradish and a bit of smoked salmon on right. top. Okay, fine. But what about breakfast, darling? Well, I don't know. We just scrambled eggs, don't we? Do yeah. really nice scrambled eggs. I fancy champagne first thing in the morning, though. I do. It's never too early, is it? Right. Next up, we have an email from Rachel. And it says, hello, Jesse and Lenny. Another wonderful year of table manners. Thank you for keeping me sane. So my family's weird Christmas tradition may not be that odd to some, but my friends always say it's weird. So on Boxing Day, every year, we have what we call the rerun. Not just the Christmas Day leftovers. Oh, no, we're talking another full Christmas dinner. I like them. Love it. My mum stands by the fact that the reason for it is that it's a chance to enjoy a less stressful Christmas dinner, despite all four of us helping to cook. So that's our weird tradition. And despite saying every year we don't understand the point, we all sit back and say how much we enjoyed it after. Wishing a very Merry Christmas to you, Lenny, and the whole Table Manners team. Can't wait to see you at the Palladium, Rachel. I, I like that, but that sounds oh God, very I wish they'd exhausting. Me. I'd be there. I would eat Christmas dinner every week. Definitely. I'm going to brine my turkey this year. Why? Because I was on tour. Sadly, that got cancelled. Thank you to everyone that came. And that also gave Lenny the biggest cheer of the night when I mentioned her on stage. Uh, And there was this lovely lady who came to one of the sound checks um, in Newcastle. I think she was from Sunderland. And she looked like a proper Delia Smith cook. Like she just, she, you knew she had it down. Her timings, she was a calm chef. I just, I could see. And um, she said, you must always brine your turkey. Two days before, you must always. And she said she uses the Nigella recipe. So if you're listening to this now, I think this is the 22nd. You have time to brine the turkey and you should do it two days before. And apparently Nigella's brine is very, very good. And that's what I'm going to do this year. And you're going to poo-poo it. Yeah. Is my turkey always not moist? My turkey's always nice. It is nice, but I'm going to try it. A good turkey and it will be moist, darling. Anyway, I'm going to try it this year. It's my first time. I'm kind of thinking I'm not going to do it in the the family bath like Jack Whitehall's mother did. No. It's going to be in that massive soup pot that I haven't been able to access on my, uh, my one hob induction. So... I'm very, very excited to use all my utensils. So I'm doing the red cabbage. Yeah. And the stuffing. Which is amazing. It is in the cookbook. It, her red cabbage and her stuffing is... Oh! Hello. Hi. Joe. It's like deja vu. Oh, you're in exactly right, the same place as I saw you before, but this time you have a Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> With the Christmas tree here this year, I've got my new favourite bauble. What's your new favourite bauble? At Butcher. Ooh, oh, lovely. Where'd you get that from? It was a gift from my uh, non-religious goddaughter. 
Oh, and I need to see your manicure as well. What colour have you gone for? You've gone for a bit more of a a, a peppy summer colour. Wow. Yeah, you know, orange vibe. It's gorgeous. Well, we got ours done. Mum's are Rudolph Red. I'm Decadence. I don't know what colour yours oh, is called. Oh, lovely. Um, how are you? <clears throat> I'm good, thank you. Yes, I'm. Uh, I'm all right. I'm just in the process of cancelling this show that I'm doing next week, which is really annoying. But there you go. Oh, don't. Everyone's don't. coming I'm down sorry, with it, Joe. so we're, you know, and it's a live show. It needs to be like big and busy, and so yeah. I think it's you know it's the right decision. But it's just like I feel like so not, not to go into too much detail, but I feel like you know I've had a you know a big wank and I've not spaffed. <laughs> I kind of understand what you mean. <laughs> Jessica? No, but sure. No, but it, it's the tension and stress of the build-up. Yeah. Please excuse all the... Yeah, I mean, your analogy was absolutely perfect. But um, also, no, you know, decision-making isn't great at that point. You're in a very, very vulnerable, <laughs> very vulnerable state when you're at that point. And so... <gasps> I'm, you know, I've gone a bit mad, I think. For anybody that didn't know what was about to happen, can you explain what it was? It's, it was called Mummy's Big Christmas Do, and it was a big kind of queer celebration, a live TV show live from Birmingham, featuring lots of queer um, LGBTQ plus people and allies and celebrating queer culture, basically. And we were getting quite far along, obviously, because it was meant to be next week with the script and there was some really funny stuff in there and I was really excited about lots of it. I'm just sort of very frustrated for the team really and you know lots yeah. of people have worked very hard on it and but also it was getting to the point where like if somebody got it and they tested positive on the day they would have to quarantine in like an ibis in Birmingham for 10 days over Christmas and I was like that's not fun is it you know that's that's not what people want so um I think you know to keep everyone safe and yeah I think it's absolutely the right decision. And I'm busy enough as it is. I mean, I need to, I need to lie down. God. Well, yeah. How's it all going with you? Because not only you're doing that, you've got your massive tour. I'm so excited about the tour as well. Yeah, speak about the tour because I need to talk to you about your your promotion tactics with Claire Balding. <laughs> yeah, because you've been touring recently. Oh God, I mean, half yeah. a tour. <laughs> well, half a tour. It got cut. Oh, you've you've had dates cut as well. Yeah, we had COVID in the crew. And then it became, as my manager calls it, he was like it was like a leaky bucket. So we yeah. were like PCRing, and then yeah. we'd be like, okay, well, there's two gone, okay. And then the next day, more lateral flows. It was just like this is mad. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. But I need to know about the promotion of your <laughs> massive tour because we're going on tour, and I don't know. I mean, he's got some very you know unkosher tactics of how to sell tickets. Maybe he could sell tickets for us, Jesse. Maybe, yeah. but I need, can you explain to Mum what you did? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it came about because the comedian James Acaster, who's a good friend of mine, would message me saying, oh, another person's shouted your name at me in the street. And we look completely different. We've got completely different acts. I mean, we're two white guys, I suppose, of, of a certain age. That's about it. And um, yeah, he was getting lots of people sort of shouting his, uh, my name at him. And then I got, I was on Westminster Bridge and someone went, you're that comedian, James Acaster. And so I texted him, I was like, someone's done it to me. So it became like a bit of a thing between us. And then when my management said, oh, we're thinking of doing a little poster run over Christmas for your tour. Do you have any ideas? Do you just want to put the poster up? You could do whatever you like. I was just sort of sitting, going through ideas of how I could make it a bit more kind of, uh, how to just make people clock it a bit better, I suppose. And if something's slightly wrong, for me, you, you clock it. Like people often talk about when with comedians, everyone can be laughing, but if there's one person that's not, you focus in on that person. So it's like an imperfection mm. is your eye is drawn to it for some reason. And so I think it came from that idea of like, actually, if I just put James Acaster's face, which seemingly is very similar to mine, according to lots of people that shout at us in the street, that people will kind of do a slight double take and it will it will make them think a bit more about it and it'll just go in a bit more. And it's essentially just like a marketing ploy. And did it work? Well, I actually don't know. I don't know how the sales have done since, but um, uh, it ended up getting lots of people tweeting about it, saying somebody's going to get sacked at Joe's management company and lots of people kind of talking about it. So, so it worked in that sense. And then uh, had a lot of fun writing a sort of faux statement about how... Um, James's legal team had got in touch and how cross they were and that I had agreed to never do how it again funny. and then and then posted the, the actual poster which is then I've replaced the picture with Claire Balding 
Um, so I'm, <laughs> I'm now wondering whether I can keep going with it. So I kind of do like, oh, Claire Bolding's team has got in touch and we've, uh, unfortunately there was an error there. And then, I mean, you could just keep going. I suggested having like African dictators instead of me, like, you know, the sort of Idi Amin and... Uh, <laughs> or Boris Johnson, a Boris maybe. Johnson, perhaps. Yeah. So maybe that, I mean that's a it's a tactic that um, Aziz Ansari's just done. Actually, lots of people have been messaging me saying that he's just done a poster where he's just copied you. Well, I, you know, I'm not going to say copied because I don't think he probably knows who I am. So he's probably just Inspired. arrived at a similar idea that happens all the time with comedians, particularly with a picture of Timothy Chalamet instead of him, which is which is oh funny. My God. So that's funny. <laughs> Who would you have, Mum? Oh, definitely um, Beyonce. Oh, okay. <laughs> there cool. you go. Lovely. Fine. There you go. Fine. What are you doing for Christmas? Because we know you're a foodie. We know you love your grub and you love your restaurants and all of that jazz. But I want to know what are you, and your vegetables. How are the vegetables in the garden? Mm. Well, I mean, it's sort of all peeling back a little now because obviously it's the winter but I've got sprouts and I've not tried them yet but I've got two like pillars of sprouts that are ready to go so I think those must be uh, must be consumed in the next week or so but the thing that I've been loving is these kaylets have you heard of them yeah no they're like kale little baby kales they look a bit like a sprout yes but they're not as dense are they and they're they're lovely hold on you just said kaylets but you always rinse kale yeah but these are delicious because they're tender aren't they they're really tender you don't need to massage them at all do you they're literally in in between kale and sprout so they grow like sprouts they're on the stem of this plant and the plant is beautiful huge thing with like purple leaves gorgeous thing Mm. i'd love like an outfit made out of the, the leaves because they're just so <laughs> like oh um, it's a very camp plant then these lovely little yeah sort of little florets on the stem which have kind of the kind of leaves that kind of protrude outwards and then there's like a little core in there like you get on a sprout and you I've roasted them I'm going to try different ways of using them because I've got tons of them but you roast them so the, the middle goes like a sprout so it's all very tender and, and, and quite sprouty in flavor and then you get the crispiness of the leaf on the mm. outside Stunning, really gorgeous, delicious. Yes, I thoroughly recommend Kaylet. So what are some of your Christmas traditions in your household or with your family? So, yeah, so um, there's a a new tradition that started a few years ago, probably four or five years ago, which is the the Lysit Lads Booze Up, which is my dad um, started it, which is all the men of the family go and have a booze up. And yeah. my dad is not like this. Let me read to you. There's a there's a WhatsApp group for this. It's called Christmas Drinkers. Okay. And it's Why like I'm in a cult. women invited? Well, exactly. And there's been there's been quite some contentious issue. It's, it's a contentious issue. My cousin uh, really wants to go, but it's a very gendered thing. No women, because we want to talk about men stuff. Because you know I love that. What what <laughs> what are the yeah. Mm. Um, Here's, here, I mean, the, the messages are so long, but it starts like this. Good morning, brothers. As chairman of the oh. Christmas Drinkers Group, it has fallen upon me to bring your notice the dilution of our meeting group. The intention of the organisation is to create the opportunity for male members of this family to meet twice a year to share stories and drinks. Unfortunately, this year we've had a break in tradition by the invitation of a friend and a female. I mean, it's like, it's ridiculous. It's like a golf club. It sounds like kind of the Freemasons. <laughs> it's very yeah. Freemasony. I actually, yes, I probably shouldn't have read that one because that was like, that was when somebody was invited <laughs> that was, shouldn't have been there. And and that's your, and that's your dad? That's my dad. He's the chairman, he's is the, he? He's the self, it's a dictatorship. Yeah. He's the self-confessed chairman. So this year, because of the COVID whatever, we're not going for a booze up, we're going for a greasy spoon in a cafe on, on Christmas Eve. Where's the alcohol involved? Well, he said, if you want to go for alcohol afterwards, that's fine, but there's people probably that won't want to do that, so... So he's sort of very considerate in some ways, but then if anyone says, can we have a woman along? He's like, no, I'm considering kind of going non-binary just for the day, just just to confuse the whole thing. <laughs> well, if you go non-binary, will you dress up in a different way? Oh, I could go in drag, couldn't I? There's yeah. a thought. You could go as the fairy godmother. You could go. <laughs> Christmas in the greasy in a... spoon. I feel Christmas like it's going to be a really memorable Christmas. Spoon. I'm absolutely going to look at because I've got loads of clothes for this. Have you seen? <laughs> You've inspired an idea. Look, I mean, so. You've got to use those those outfits that you were going to have for. Oh, joke. I've got to go to the greasy spoon in this, haven't I? Oh, oh my no. goodness. Wow. I, I that mean, is a Beyonce outfit. That is fantastic. Isn't it? Oh my god! I, I love that. That it. was just on your 
living room floor. It's just, it was just available, ready to go. You just you just slept, just slept in, it. in it. They do. It's a place in Birmingham, a drag um, shop called Sequin Showstoppers, or as the local queens call it, Sequin Shitstabbers. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, and they do loads of these. There. And um, there's you can get different colours. Um, you can get one in the pride flag. I love it. Oh, I love for the, it. For the benefit of the podcast listeners, it's like a giant pink feathered. feathered. You look like a giant pink boa. Flamingo yeah, that, you've got it. You've got it. Yeah. Um, aside from that, I'm trying to think what, what non-sexist <laughs> traditions we have. Um, <laughs> well, what about the food? The food is always brilliant. Who cooks it? Well, I did it a couple of years ago, and it—I mean, God, I'm good. But um, mum and dad share it out normally. Um, it was just because I'd had my kitchen done up. I invited everyone for that year and I really enjoyed it actually I loved that challenge of putting a Christmas dinner together but um normally yeah it's mum and dad. Do you brine your turkey? No actually that year what I did is I I have I sort of slightly cheated actually I have a friend that runs a restaurant and she she basically said I'll I'll buy a turkey for you and I'll prep it all so I went around hers on Christmas Eve got absolutely ratted she prepped it all and just said put this in the oven at this temperature and do this and she sort of wrote it out for me so I just followed the recipe because I didn't trust that I'd do a good job because it's scary thing isn't it a turkey but I mean, how hard can it be I mean this is my first year doing it but it's putting a bird in the yeah. oven right and at a certain for for a while hi Grimmy. hi Grimmy. Hi. are you still on your holly bobs I'm still on my holidays where are you I'm in Suffolk so who are you there with Grim I am here with me and my boyfriend Mish and Mish's sister and his mum and dad and our two friends Tom and Fern. Lovely. Is this a kind of uh, a fake? It's a Christmas. You've kind of done Christmas number one. Basically, yeah, we did that yesterday. It was Mishi's mum's birthday and fake Christmas, so we sort of combined them together because we're gonna. We've never had Christmas. To, well, we had Christmas together last year, but it was just us two locked in the house under government legislation. So we've never like been to each other's house for Christmas. And so Mishi's coming to Manchester for to my mum's this year. So we thought it was we'd do it like one with his and then one with mine. Does your mum do the cooking? She does do the cooking. And she's really good at a roast, isn't she? Banging. Like so good. What's like the hero dish on the Grimshaw Christmas well, table? She she you know like you're meant to like the key to a good meal is like preparation. Mm. I called her uh, like ten days ago and she's like, just prepping everything for Christmas Day. I'm like it's yeah. in like 25 yeah. days. So what's like, she prepping? I know people have sure. already made their red cabbage and it's in the, yep, ready she's in made the freezer. Red yeah. Yeah. She's made a red cabbage. She's been pickling summer. She's made swede and carrot, carrot and swede. So, yeah, and she's just put it in the freezer. Yeah, yeah get in the freezer. Yeah, that's but, what uh, you do, yeah. God, Now that's I'm stressing, I'm getting stressed now. Should I be doing it? <laughs> <laughs> so she's proper prep. She goes to like this, she risks her life every year to go to this like farm shop that's got a proper butchers on it. So she'll like go and like scale this sort of like rocky hill to get into a farmer's farmer's pen and be like, I want that turkey. She doesn't choose her turkey live and then... Uh, I don't... I I always in my head thought it was dead. Dead. Yeah. I feel like if you chose a turkey that was alive, you wouldn't know because like once you pull the feathers out, it could just be yeah, like piece, like horrible in there, couldn't it? Yeah, it could just be like some rolled up ham. <laughs> Do you remember that show? There was a show on like Channel Four. I think it was. I think Gordon Ramsay hosted it, and it was like families got given a turkey, and you had to like raise the turkey. And then when it got near Christmas, you had to decide, are we going to kill it and eat it or is it going to be a pet? Oh, my God. <laughs> I've just been sent Gordon Ramsay's wine. Oh. And oh. I, I, I know. I, I wonder it if it's any good. It doesn't have a turkey on okay. the front, but he's got three bottles. Him and Gary Barlow have sent me wine this year. Oh. I think we should all go into have wine next vineyard, year, apparently. Grimmy? Yeah, we need a wine. I'd, I, I mean, we'd yeah. go up for a vineyard. Joe, you're good at growing vegetables. Yes, yeah, um, Joe. I feel like you maybe you it. should start you could, this. Yeah, you could. Oh, call let, it should K-Lets. we start a wine? Oh, let's start a wine. K-Lets. All yeah. the gays are doing it. Let's start yeah. a wine. <laughs> that's, that's the tagline sorted for the website. Yeah, all the gays are doing it. <laughs> all the gays are doing it. Let's the, start it. The Kaylet's Vineyard. Kaylet Vineyard. Very no, nice. I, no, you'd have to call it Slags. 
Oh, uh, slag wine. Slag yeah. wine. I have to say, I have to say, slag juice. <laughs> I had Ooh. to send a reference of one of your lovely um, plants or flowers. I didn't have to. I was inspired by your beautiful... Uh, fecund garden and it was um beautiful and i sent it to my landscape gardener but the, the i had to it was a screenshot from one of your stories and it just said fucking slags or something like that <laughs> i was like um just look at the clematis or something but yeah fucking slags <laughs> i love that yeah but it's people do struggle um knowing how to respond to that my, my, me included I, it's it's such a it's it's one joke isn't it that's all it is just basically look at a plant call it a slut and everyone loves it they love it <laughs> i it really works. love it it works it really really works it really works i think for like our age range joe and jesse like we're I don't know if we're all the same age, but we're the similar ballpark area. Yeah. Like it's a nice introductory step to, yeah, late, <laughs> le- early 20s. <laughs> um, it's like um, a nice introductory step into the world of gardening. Yes. Because gardening, quite into, but I do need the Joe Lysic humour as well. Yes. Yeah, I yeah, wonder perfect. whether you should go like post watershed after Monty Don on a Friday. Mm. Yes. They should yes. do like a kind should of like up. a bit more sexed up kind of, you know, gardener's <laughs> world. Yeah, Look, Alan pitch Titchmar- it. Alan Titchmarsh? No, we'd have blood. Joe instead I could sort of wear like a Charlie Dimmock style top and my moobs could sort of fall out of it or just wear the feather boa outfit that you've got on the line she wears dungarees Charlie Dimmock no actually Charlie was very sexy yeah she was I'm sure she is now we had we've had people message in about some of their traditions. And there was a very sweet uh, lady called Alice who gave us a voice note who said that she starts the day, which I thought was very chic, with croustards. And they fill them with prawn cocktail or like bacon and egg. And they have that with champagne. And I'm now going to order some. Uh, pastry cases. Oh, stop shitting on poor Alice's pastry. <laughs> you absolute pastry cow. Cases. You're a bit jealous that you didn't Sorry. have that idea. And then she has a beef wellington. Oh. oh. Apparently we have another voice note we're going to play. I haven't heard this. Alice is going to play one. Let's hear what... It, uh, uh... That isn't the voice note, mum. Mum keeps on playing Felice Navidad just so she can show her lisp. She does it with a... a, a... Felice Navidad. Stop. It's driving me crazy. Okay. Can we play another voice note, please? Um, and see see what somebody else is... It's like I'm doing Radio 1 with you, Grimmy. This is... <laughs> you wish, darling. Uh, uh, Thanks. Thanks, Mum. Hi, my name's Philippa and I'm from the northeast of England. Um, our... Christmas family traditions are the Christmas Day meal is prepared by mostly by my uncle, but other people chip in. So my mum will do it's Cheryl white onion soup, mm. lush, and then there's a seafood platter as well. I normally go for seafood, but also want to have some of the soup because I'm a bit greedy. And then for the Christmas dinner, which we'll have at about two o'clock so that we're ready to watch the Queen's speech, we will have turkey, ovs, um, roast pork, all the trimmings, including Yorkshire puddings, so Brussels sprouts, roast potatoes, mashed potatoes, carrots, parsnips, cabbage, absolutely everything. But the most important thing for me is the gravy. It has to be thick. I can't be dealing with any of that thin, watery gravy that people down south seem to prefer. <laughs> it's got to be thick and made with the meat juices. Um, and then for dessert, we buy the dessert. So we have trifle, Christmas pudding and something chocolatey. Loads of champagne, absolutely loads. And we also have a cheese board a bit later on with all the best cheeses on. That's Sorry, like I think my, she's just—I right. think she's just got the new M&S deal with that voice. Yeah, yeah. with all the cheeses on. When when, <laughs> when she started to say that she buys in the desserts, I feel like the kind of monster version of her came out because she sort of and then we buy the desserts <laughs> <laughs> out of nowhere. This voice, Philippa, you dirty cow. A lot of food in it. When you list yeah. it like that, what we consume. My Christmas eating's proper started already, but I mean that is quite the list that she's just. The white onion soup is a new one and I quite like the seafood platter. I don't know what she'd have on it. 
Um, probably prawns and mussels and oysters. I don't know if I'd fancy a mussel. We do. That reminds me, my um, auntie always brings starters and they're always like seafoods. It'll be like smoked salmon or uh, one year she cured a salmon and prawns and things like that. And actually it is a nice sort of gentle start to the day, actually. Yeah, I like the idea of a platter, like seafood platter. It looks quite decadent as well, doesn't it? It's Mm. quite festive. Mm. You and Mish love a seafood platter, actually. Well, Mish actually hates a seafood platter. (laughs) But I really like them and I'm allowed... And he loves you. And he loves me. So on my birthday, he was like, let's get a seafood platter. And he hated it. (laughs) <laughs> I, I think it's about six people I was like yep I'll eat it now what I love about your your boyfriend when we went out for dinner he we because I I ordered for the table which Jessica and, always does yeah but everyone was quite shocked how much food was ordered and I was like this That's is normal. really me holding back but anyway <laughs> but Mish had to order a burger to himself just because he has such a strong appetite and I quite I wonder whether that is what happens does he need like a little side extra something for christmas he always needs a pre so we've come to the countryside now for like nice family time and we're gonna cook we've been cooking nice meals Mm. we've been having like a cheese board you know we've we've not been hungry you know what i mean it's been like full-on christmas eating he brought his own stash of like emergency food of like super noodles like instant noodle things so like I'll make a delicious meal and then I'll look around and he'll be having like two packs of super noodles <laughs> at the start. And I'm like, that's ruining the vibe I'm going for. Like, But I, will he still well, eat your food? Absolutely. And well, then the after, it's just like, he's like a- And it like, goes nowhere. And he doesn't gain weight. No, it's just like putting food in the bin. It's just like constant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just refueling. Yeah. Keep now, now, Joe, what what will you be bringing to Christmas this year for your culinary dish or gift to your family? Well, the kalets. The kalets will definitely, and the sprouts from the garden. I think I'll. Right. I'll, 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 I'll How will you do over. them? I don't know. I mean, the obvious is to sort of put some pancetta in there, isn't it? But I kind of wonder if I've grown chestnuts. it myself. Chestnuts. Mm. I love chestnuts. Oh, yes. I have got some in the cupboard from last year. We do these ones that we do with hazelnuts, uh, grapes, and you put soy on them and vinegar. And they're kind of like, they're really gorgeous. Yes, because they need... so roast them. You need a bit of the soy as a great shout as well, because that gives that like... It's mm. really good. Well, if you could send over the chestnuts that you've got um, left over in the cupboard, that would be great. Yeah, I've got them in the cupboard, darling. Absolutely. So I'll have have your chestnuts then, and... um, then I don't, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in the process of trying to get the perfect cured salmon, the, the cure right, because I've done it before, it's been too salty, and then sometimes it's too sort of sweet. I've done, I'm, I'm doing one now, which is like 50-50, so it's like half salt, half sugar, bit of beetroot, bit of dill, and I'm hoping that'll do it. Do you put alcohol in? No, is that, oh, I didn't know I could do that. Yeah, you cure it, it's in our cookbook, actually. All right, you now. cure gin. it with gin. I'll whack some gin in. Yeah, put, put gin in. Because I love salmon. Joe, have you reorganised your tour? Do you know when it's going to happen? Yes, I'm going on tour for the first time in five years, four or five years, with um, a show that I've spent a long time writing and I'm looking forward to it, actually. last When I finished the last tour, I was like, I am so over this. I was so done with all the travel. And now I'm like chomping at the bit to do it again. I really want to get out and see people and tell jokes. And then Travel Man. Oh, yes, Travel Man, as I'm calling it much to the anger of everyone involved making because it. this is, we talked about this last time we spoke and you've been like waiting to do it, yeah, right? Yeah, this yeah. Is just... No, we've um, we finally started filming them. So, um, Amazing. starts with the Christmas special on the 27th of December with Bill Bailey in Iceland, which was so fun. An amazing country. Did re- you eat anything delicious? So much good stuff there. I thought it was all going to be like really horrible salted fish. And actually it was all really delicious really sort of michelin-esque brilliant food so yes we, we, that, we start with that one i boiled an egg in the in the ground that's one thing you can do because they've got so all those good how can you boil oh the hot springs in the hot springs yeah and they and they make bread okay. in the ground as well that they do this sort of it's like a black bread that they do in a bucket it doesn't sound Jesse, good what i need to ask you is have you seen the film eurovision 
No, I haven't. But they have a whole museum for it that we walked around and I didn't understand what was going on, really. I have to say, I, I've always respected Will Ferrell, but this was such a great film. And I think I was, at, well, maybe it was because I was so miserable because I was on eight hour journey back from my cancelled tour in Glasgow. Oh, no. And so I needed something to pep me up. But this was just the ticket. Eurovision... Will Ferrell, Rachel McAdams, you're welcome. Go and watch it this Christmas. Okay. It will bring you some Darling, joy. Is it better than Elf? It's different and it's not different. taking the piss out of Eurovision. It's just very lovely. Okay. And you should watch it. And it's about the Icelandic uh, entry. Anyway. And he um, loves it, doesn't he, Will Ferrell? Like he loves is a Eurovision. Eurovision fan mm. and like goes to it every year, which I really love. Yeah. I feel like Will Ferrell's having a really good year. He's like an executive producer on Succession. Mm-hmm. He did a great Eurovision Netflix thing. He's done that but shrink yeah. next door. <laughs> Will Ferrell is laughing. He's married to a Swede. Life is good. Yeah. <laughs> Grimmy, what, what, what are some of your plans? Is your Has your show been on yet where you did your walk that you said was so... Yeah, yes, it was. It was on a few Sorry, ago. I was away stressing it's about fine. COVID. Sorry. It might be on iPlayer. I don't know. Well, talk talk to us because you said it was one of the best things you've ever done. Yeah, it was really nice. So I was, I was asked to do it and the show premise was basically um, go for a walk on BBC Two. And I thought, I was like, is everyone all right? What's that? <laughs> and then actually I did it and I really loved it. And you ended up just talking in a way that you never really talk because you're on your own, like no phone. You're not, you're not seeing any people. So it's not like going for a walk through London or Manchester where you're like, you know, you're like, oh, look at her or look at that shop. I was just in a field for like 10 hours. Um, so you ended up just like thinking about life and talking about, you know, everything from love and life and death and the future. So it was really good to do. So I did that. And then I've been filming something over the past few weeks. Are you allowed to talk about it? I think no. Oh, Grim, oh, you are I- a spoil sport. I liked it and it was good and it's on next year. Besides your new TV show, have you got any things that you would like to happen in 2022? Um, not talk about COVID ever again. Mm. Yeah. So You're not uh, getting married, Grimmy, or anything like that. I don't think so. Um, we, I think we both would rather spend the money like getting like our house decorated. What yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. You've just decorated like, your house fully. Like, do you know what I mean? Or like getting like a garden done. Okay. Like that sort of thing. But we're going to America. We're both going to go to America. Because when I finished radio in August, I was like, this will be the only time where I'll be able to have like a month off work, maybe. And like just set aside some time to like break down what happened at Radio 1, think about the future. Because it's 14 years. So I was like, let's let's figure out what's next. And then I've ended up just like doing stuff to December. So now we're doing that in January. So we're both going to go to America and start like, be off-ish. Yeah, nice. That would be amazing. Well, look, guys, thank you so much for joining us. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Yeah. And we hope you have a gorgeous um, day and a Happy New Year. And thank you so much for joining yeah, us Happy for New a few Year. Christmas nibbles. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So our guests have left and now we want to hear from some of you stragglers, you latecomers. Um, we've got some more messages from you that we'd love to read out and uh, listen to. This one is from an American. From America? Mum, we're worldwide, baby. Crikey. Jesse and Lenny Ware. Oh. The podcast Divas. Thank you so much for this podcast and for all that you give to the podcast world. I always listen and and am so inspired as a cook and as a person you always make me smile so thank you thank you thank you for this um my name's colton i live in los angeles now i'm an actor 
but I was from, I grew up in Nebraska. So Nebraska is the middle of the US, middle of nowhere. Uh, and the three main food groups are carbs, starches, and sugar, and Diet Coke as well. That's another food group. Um, <laughs> I grew up going to my aunt's house every year for Christmas Eve, and my grandma would make this giant plate of fudge, and it went so fast, like it was the most popular thing. And so one year I was like, I'm gonna get so much fudge and before the rest of my family, and no one's gonna know. So I like met my grandma out by the car. I was like, Grandma, let me help you like carry in all these desserts. And I carried in the fudge, and I stuck it in my aunt's uh, laundry room off to the side. And then I spent the next hour like siphoning as much fudge into my body as possible so that my family wouldn't get any. And let me tell you, the level of illness which I felt has yet to be rivaled in my adult life. Um, it was a terrible, terrible experience. And I don't think I've eaten fudge since, but it was one of my most treasured memories, just those Christmas Eves with my family and just the hijinks that we got up to and my grandma's fantastic chocolate nut filled fudge. It was delicious. Thank you both. And I hope to see you guys in LA. Table Manners Live. Yes. Colton, I think you should have your own bloody podcast. He's that, got the best that voice, voice was like sexy, nutty oh, fudge in my like, ear. It was like Bailey's. Well, we've got one person coming to the Hollywood show. Yeah, thank God for that. Also, I think I saw a similar level of pain by my daughter in sugar intake when I took her to see Encanto last week, the new Pixar. And she was so obsessed with having sweets. I got her those candy kittens, which are actually quite delicious, aren't they? I've got some more here. I she gave them backed the whole thing and then said that she had earache. And I was like, no, I think that's just a cavity, darling. And she had to have a lie down after. So, yeah, serves her right. Colton, thank you. That's I, I kind of love the idea of an American wholesome Christmas. The idea that you go on Christmas Eve and you're eating fudge in the laundry room even if the outcome was pretty miserable. I've never heard fudge as a Christmas tradition. Um, Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, who's up next? Hello, Jesse, and especially Lenny. So every year we would normally do a big family do on Christmas Eve. I think that's the traditional Germanic thing to do, but we're not German. Uh, so we'd get all the extended family, get all that done <laughs> on Christmas Eve. Christmas Day is just me, mum and dad, and I do the cooking now. Uh, so just your standard turkey, all the trimmings, usually a selection of fabulous desserts, lots of startery nibbly things. Um, I love a Mont Blanc, very nice, chestnut puree, oh, gorgeous. And then on Boxing Day is my parents' wedding anniversary. So it's uh, jam-packed every year and um, obviously it's been sad for the past few years not to see the extended family but also a bit of a relief. <laughs> I don't think we caught their name. Lady Munter. Oh my goodness, is that a bit rude? <laughs> well, I don't know, Mum. I think it is, darling. He goes to the muff diving kitchen, doesn't he? Probably. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Lady Munter, you is have a raspy... Is he a drag queen? Let's Google. Oh, Lady Munter, let's see. You've put your Instagram, you're all pro. You have a, a dirty laugh. He's got a great voice. We've got some fabulous voices. Yeah, I think that was a Scottish voice, wasn't it? Yeah, it's gorgeous. Lady Munter. Yeah, I'd say Lady yeah. Munter. A drag shite bag. That's what she calls herself. And queer-coded villain, Scotland's vicious queen of controversy, disgraced doyenne and zenial jippo. Jew, Berber, Scandi, enfant terrible. Just up your street, Mum. Oh, wow, she sounds fab. God, Mum, she... She, she does your makeup how she, I'd like she, to, you'd she, like to do mine. Yeah. Is it a she, he, they? Mum. Well, no, I don't know. Actually, he is a he, she, they. See? You <laughs> shut your mouth, I'm woke. <laughs> I, Lady Munter, thank you for calling in. I just tried to find a Mont Blanc. Is that a cheese, isn't it? No, Mont Blanc is pureed chestnuts with ice cream and meringue on top. Oh, Mum, maybe we should yeah. do that for the pud. No, it's really easy, darling. And I bought two Christmas puddings already. I like the idea of a pudding Mont Blanc. for Alex. And I think we're getting a trifle. I think that looks fantastic. That chocolate meringue Mont Blanc cake. I'm going to yeah. do it. You've inspired me, Lady Munter. Who else have we got? 
Hi, Jesse. Hi, Lainey. Um, so, I guess my favorite Christmas story has to do with my mom venting her rage due to the lack of help from the family during Christmas Eve preparations. Mm, yeah, I can relate. And the thing is, my mom always loved Christmas, and no matter how tired she was, by the end of the year, she always wanted as many people around as possible to celebrate. But sometimes we just didn't want to help with the decorations, the shopping list, etc. I guess it was 2012, um, she was trying to arrange everything for the Christmas Eve party whilst also finishing some work at her boutique. I just remember that at some point she came home and when she realized my dad, my sister and I weren't helping much with the party, she just threw the Christmas tree in the backyard of our home and put it on fire. Oh, God. <laughs> oh gosh, you clearly could see the anger in her eyes at the moment. After that, everybody found a way to help with the party, tired or not. However, the funny part is that after a few hours, she was just chatting and laughing about the whole story with some customers at the boutique. And later during the party, she just behaved as if nothing happened. Curiously, nobody noticed the absence of the Christmas tree. Um, maybe my mom just needed to express her anger in a very dramatic way. I don't know, never messed with an angry northern Brazilian woman, I guess. <laughs> Merry Christmas and other love from Brazil. Oh, obrigado. That's amazing. Merry and I Christmas. believe I could be that person. You know what, mum? You would throw the Christmas tree out if your hip wasn't so bad and your back wasn't so bad. I feel like that's the kind of shit that you would have done. No, I don't think I'd go that far, darling. That is amazing. Um, I feel like lots of people could relate. I nearly threw the kids' advent calendar in the bin today. They just wake up demanding the chocolate now. It's a pain in the ass. I wish I'd just started them with bloody non-chocolate ones. Okay, this is George. So, we have a couple of traditions in my family, which is something we love to do. One, fill the pudding. So, we make extremely large Yorkshire puddings, like massive. You can't have a Christmas roast without them. We fill them with all the leftovers, roasties, veg, Ooh. the whole Christmas menu. Then we sit and race to eat it all. Oh, Jesus no, Christ. Uh, the winner gets first dibs on pudding and the loser has to drink a mixture of everyone's drink. Oh, my, oh my God. God. This is um, like I'm a celebrity. Yeah. Bless Aunt Judy, honestly. She couldn't stand afterwards. <laughs> that is... That's a lot because mm. I feel like you would want to savour the Yorkshire pudding um, and all the extras. Okay, number two, musical mania. We are a very musical and talented family, I must say. Um, when my cousins and I were younger, we would lock ourselves away on Christmas and Boxing Day and rehearse a whole music set. Sugar Babes, Girls Aloud, you name it, we did it. Our last time we did it properly, we sang Valentine by Jesse and Sampha. It was our favourite track to sing in 2012. We are currently in love with Hot and Heavy, so maybe we might do a little cover. Please, George, if you do do a cover, please send it to us and um, we'd love to see it. That sounds very, very fun. So we've got some different uh, family traditions. This one's from Michelle Conlin from Glasgow. And every year since I can remember, my dad would type up his Christmas menu in advance. How different was it every year, Michelle? Um, print it out and have me and my younger sister, Stephanie, decorate it with festive scenes colourfully drawn with our felt-tip pens. That's lovely. Yeah, like I'm, a menu. I I'm think. now 27 and my sister's 23, but there's no getting off the hook with dad's Christmas menu. He still asks us to draw Santas and reindeers on his menu every year, even if it's just the four of us around the table. Oh my God, I love that. Thank you, Michelle. Right, this one is from Danny. Hi, Jessie. As a chubby Italian family, food is obviously the centrepiece of the Christmas Day celebration. However, it's our family's Anolini in Brodo, see attached image. Okay, it's kind of like ravioli, but with veal, cheese, beef, breadcrumb filling and a chicken broth. Ooh. Oh, hold on. Did um, Angela Hartnett talk about this? She did. It's an extensive full day operation that goes into making these. My mum, her two sisters and the majority of the grandchildren turn up at my nonna's house about a month before Christmas to hand make a few months supply of them. It takes all day and we have roughly 3,000 of them. You could send wow. us a few, darling. Oh, I'd love to try these. The great thing about it is that my aunts and mum have tried to note down a recipe for them, but my nonna does everything by eye and taste. Oh, I know that one, mate. Try writing a cookbook with your nonna. And uh, we'll continuously amend things as she goes along. So the, to this day, no one really knows how to make them other than nonna. 
I think she probably likes it that way too. Anyway, they are delicious and I would offer you a tray for Christmas, but the last family member that gave some out was scolded for wasting them. <laughs> kind regards, Danny. Oh, happy Christmas, happy Danny. Happy Christmas, Danny. That sounds great. And big love to your nonna. Now, because we started with Feliz Navidad, you don't need to put it on again. This is from Mikey Garcia, who grew up in a... Yeah, we wish you the Merry Christmas from... Okay, thank you, Mum. Growing up in a traditional Mexican-American family, we had tamales and pozole, which is soup or stew with a hominy with meat on Christmas Eve. And I remember feeling rather disappointed when I was a kid because all the Christmas movies showed families eating chicken roast or honey glazed ham. It was only until I got older that I, that I did appreciate all the traditional Mexican food my mum would make for us. This year, I hope to help her in the kitchen without ruining Christmas dinner having my very own bonding moment. like That's very, very sweet of yeah. you to say. I don't think mum and I have ever had a bonding, bonding moment in the not, kitchen. Not, not, not at Christmas Day. Pro tip from Mikey Garcia. Avoid the drunken uncle that hands out tequila shots. He will force you to sing along to Felice Navidad until you're blue in the face. No, I've already got my mother here who isn't drunk. Thank you, Mikey. Uh, thank you to everyone who has been with us for this year, the past three years. We absolutely love doing this and it has been such a, a welcome distraction from life. We love chatting to everybody about food. We love hearing from you. Um, thank you for all your messages, your suggestions. We are not leaving you now. Um, we still have more coming on um, over the Christmas period. We have an amazing one next week, actually. And then we're going to take a little break and get some more people in over for dinner, um, cook up a few feasts and Merry Christmas. And I hope some of these suggestions... I think... I think the joke's done. Feliz Navidad. Merry Christmas. Happy Christmas to everyone. I'm wishing you a healthy, happy and peaceful 2022. Thank you for listening. The music you've heard on Table Manners is by Peter Duffy and Pete Fraser. Table Manners is produced by Alice Williams.